0: tuesday everyone welcome to the Up girl podcast i'm kyra mitchell lewis thank you for joining hope everyone is doing well out there hope your week has started off great and that it's going well for you well i've got a question for all of my entrepreneurs out there do you have an idea that you're hoping to take to the next level Do you know what it's gonna take to get that idea off the ground and get you to that next level? Another question, do you have the mindset that you need to possess and the way of thinking to actually be able to accomplish that dream? So I'm gonna assume you said yes to some of those questions. You may have said no somewhere in there. Maybe you're just curious as to how you can take the idea, grow it, Get it out there and begin to live and accomplish the dreams that you have. My guest today is Trisha Dempsey. Trisha was a seventh grade teacher and now she's an eight figure CEO. She's also a business coach and owner of Thrive Her Business Coaching. Trisha will join me to discuss her journey, the CEO mindset and being powered by purpose. So stay tuned everyone. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Glow Girl Podcast. I am Kyra, and it is my pleasure to welcome Trisha Dempsey to the Glow Girl Podcast. So welcome, Trisha. Thank you, Kyra, it's such an honor to be here today. Yes, yes, I'm so, so excited to talk to you and to share. So I've already talked to her and I'm just gonna tell you guys that she is amazing. So I'm super excited to share her and her knowledge with you all today on the show. Awesome. (laughs) Well, let's go ahead and dive in. Why don't you get started by just telling us um, in the audience about you and what you do?
1: So I'm a business coach for new female entrepreneurs that are starting out. And um, I have a company called Thrive Her. And we are really focused on how entrepreneurial women can take their real world professional experience and turn it into a thriving consulting, coaching and services business. Um, inside of that, I am the CEO, which means I do a little bit of everything. It's my fourth business. And um and we're a couple of years in, so you're still doing a lot of the things. But um, but what I really love to focus on is is coaching and speaking. That's those are the two loves that I have. And um, and I have a program inside of ThriveHer called Passport, which really helps women go from the early stages of kind of leaping and launching their business up to the stages of growing their business. And then ultimately I work with a very small amount of clients on the high end, um, who are $10 million and greater companies on -on one-on-one coaching, um, in my business. So that is a little bit about me. I'm from Sunset, South Carolina, which I hope your listeners will look it up on the map. It's got a population of 1100 people. My husband and I moved here back in 2017 after I had another business and, um, grew it to eight figures, sold it to a public company. And this is where we are, quote, semi-retired. But I'm kind of in my, uh, I think, joy joy zone of life right now.
0: Purpose-driven joy zone of life. That's where we are for sure. Wow. That gave me chills because <laughs> that is awesome. And who doesn't want to be there, right? Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is amazing. So let's talk about where you started because you were a seventh grade teacher, and now you're an eight-figure CE.
1: Yeah, so I, I started as a seventh-grade teacher at Lilburn Middle School in Gwinnett County, Georgia. And I did that for five years, but I married a guy who was a Georgia Tech um, student, and he got me really looking at the world of technology. And so I really started getting exciting about, excited about, like, how do I start to take advantage of that type of opportunity? And over the summer, between my fifth and sixth year of teaching, I took the summer and gave myself exactly 90 days to find a new job in technology. Mm-hmm. I landed into a technical recruiting job, and I was in that company for six or seven years in almost every role you could have, recruiter, salesperson, sales leader, branch leader, all of the things. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I, back in 2000, and, um, 2000, had a little baby girl. And do you, do, Kyra, do you have children? I don't. Okay. So, well, your (laughs) listeners will be able to relate to this. I had a baby girl and all of a sudden your life and your whole priority changes. (laughs) And I went to my boss, maybe about three months into it and said, I think I'd like to start my own business. And so um, he said, how about if I start one with you? He had sold his company. We both started a business together, had it for about two and a half years. And then at 32 was diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm. And at that time, I, I just knew... I wasn't going to be able to keep the pace I was running at um, in an early startup. And I just came home one day and told my husband, like, I think I'm just going to start a little business out of the house. And I started a company called Agile, which is an IT staffing company. Had that for 12 years and then sold it to a public company. We, When I left, we were probably about $12 million. Now, I just met with my predecessor, who I turned the office over with that worked for me a long time, they'll probably hit 16 million this year. So, wow. um, so the, I think my, one of my biggest pride moments is knowing that it's continued to be a great company even after me going, which has just been, you know, you hold on to your baby so tight, your baby being your business, and then you release it and you just pray that it's going, the people are going to be okay, that the clients are going to be okay. And, and I think they've done even better. So, um, I'm really really tickled and proud about that
0: <laughs> that's awesome um and i i love that you saw an opportunity mm-hmm. you saw an opportunity but you also took these steps to educate yourself in an area that was new to you oh yeah and and that's that's so important you know as we determine, you know, when we're talking about wanting to, like, take that leap into our own businesses, because you have to, it's important that, you know, of course, everybody would want to start a business with something that you love doing. Like, I like, you know, I like watching TV. So (laughs) I just want to get paid to, like, watch TV and movies all day. Right. But it's so important that you understand what is the need? Um, What is the world asking for?
1: Well, and you you for so first of all you hit it you hit it on the head because when you make the shift you know part of our message to the world at Thrive Her is you know just because you built a successful career doesn't mean you're going to be able to build a successful business. There's so many differences most of them between your two ears in your mind about how you think about things how you create things how you make things come to life and then there's a skill set and a tool set kind of set of uh, things that you're building but. I think it was such a good, you know, I think when you become an expert at what you do and you've been doing it for eight, 10, 12 years, Mm -hmm. and then you realize, I think I've learned all I can learn in this, in this space, it's time to evolve. And I think we should always be evolving. But then when you switch over to entrepreneurship, you just have a whole different set of skills to learn. And what you quickly, what I quickly identified, and you probably can relate to this too. I quickly identified, like, these are the things I'm actually really, really talented at. There's nobody that should be able to do this better than me. (laughs) And these are things I should never be doing, you know, accounting and finance, one of those for yes. sure, I should never be doing. And so you start to realize like, hey, there's a whole world of possibilities out there about how you meet those needs mm-hmm. on a contract basis with, with different types of employee arrangements, all of the things. But Um, And then I will tell you, like, the biggest evolution I've probably had education wise is evolving to the Thrive Her business, because Mm -hmm. everything about that business, I'm such, Kara, I'm such a one on one person. I'm Mm -hmm. such a, I love to have a glass of wine with a friend and sit across the table and have a conversation this business is so much more about selling with words and selling with reach and and reaching a lot of women and that's the vision God's given me for this business mm-hmm. and I think it's a very different I've had to learn when I made a list the first year the list was so long of things that I learned as a matter of fact I keep this little I keep this little stack of, of post-it notes in next to my desk look at this uh-huh. this is the first oh, wow. year of learning. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I just because I had to keep a record of like all of the things for me that I was learning. I'd come back in every day and I'd say to my husband, you're not going to believe this or you're not going to believe this is how this works nowadays. <laughs> so I think you've got to have a beginner mindset at all times and continuously mm-hmm. be learning when you run a business, for sure.
0: I love that. That is so important. And um, you talk about a CEO mindset. So. Yeah. I mean, that is also very different from just being an employee somewhere. So um, can you talk to us about what that means to you? and how women can, you know, sort of evolve their minds. Any, any woman out there who is saying, yeah, I'm ready. I want to move from employee team member to my own business. Um, What's that look like?
1: Okay. So, so I talk about this concept of having the CEO mindset. And for me, Mm -hmm. I, I I refer it almost back to like a modern day MBA and the M really standing for, you've got to have the mindset. You've got to see yourself and become the person that you ultimately want to become. I want to become a million dollar CEO. Well, how does a million dollar CEO show up every day? How do they think about things? How do they think about setbacks? How do they think about opportunities? How do they think about investing in the business? So there's so much about mindset that I think is super important to work on every single day as much as you work on your skills the second for for me the b is being powered by purpose because if you do not have the alignment of who you're meant to serve the strengths that god gave you and what impact you're supposed to make on the world to me that is like the rocket fuel behind everything we do and if we're not in alignment about that you feel it immediately And then the third thing is really action. So being able to take massive action versus passive action. And the way I think about that is, you know, passive action is I can read all about it. I can research myself to death. I can ask a hundred people. Massive action means I'm putting myself out there. I'm getting myself in front of customers. I'm telling my story. And if you have that modern MBA, to me, that's the key to the CEO mindset. And so, Uh, We talk a lot about that inside of Passport and Thrive Her, and I think it's just, um, you know, there's so many things that can happen so quickly when you get your mindset there first. Mm -hmm. Uh, We think in terms of, like, how long things take, but a shift in mindset can cause so many things to happen so fast. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think women need to know, unlike being an employee, you set your strategy, you execute, and you enjoy the reward or the consequences of every decision you make (laughs) yes and um, and that's very different for people when they make
0: that shift i like that so i like to just go a little bit deeper in two areas first off purpose so you know how can i i I cannot agree with you like more on the fact that when it is purpose you know it it feels right i mean you know you're going in that right Mm -hmm. direction God is giving you the signs. He's told yeah. you, like, do it, do it, do it now. Um, but for women out there who may be saying, oh, "I'm just not really sure what exactly," you know, how how can they get to um, a place of, of finding um, that purpose for them? What yeah. advice can you offer? Well,
1: I I would say I'll, I'll give two. I'll give two parts of that answer. One is that it really comes down to three things. So, at the simplest level. They need to identify who they serve and you can look back in your history and think about when you felt energized working with somebody so i can think back about like When I strung the dots together in my life, I thought ever since I've been a young girl, I have loved working with women, whether it's been my grandmother or a a basketball team or, you know, missions work or um, boards that I sat on. I mean, it's always been a theme of women. So for me, that was super clear. But when you string the dots back together and you think about where do I get energy working with people, that's the part one. Part two is really, how do I lead with my strengths? And there's such easy assessments. I mean, there's all kinds of assessments you can look at, but I love the Clifton Strengths Finder because it Mm -hmm. gives you your top five, top five, what I would call your superpowers, right? And when I look at my superpowers, I mean, I always keep them in front of me because (laughs) I want to remind myself what I'm good at. Futurist, activator, communicator, focus, maximizer. Those are my top five. So when there are opportunities that really align with my strengths, I'm always raising my hand. And the third part of that is what is the impact that I really want to make on people's lives? And, and when I think about impact, a lot of times it's impact that somebody made on my life, or it could be something that's burning in my heart that I just cannot let go of. I wake up at four in the morning thinking, how do I help women become successful? How do I help women make as much money as they want to so that they can have the choices that give them the freedom to have the lifestyle that they want to create. Um, And that was what I was about. I think about how many women stay in bad marriages, bad jobs, bad everything, mostly because they don't understand how to make money. And if they understood how to do that, then they have so much more freedom and so many more choices. So those three things are the, I think the true components of purpose, and then the second thing I would say is we ha- we actually have a course called Pinpoint Your Purpose. We've put six hundred women through that in the last year. We should add it to your Glow Getter University. Yes. But it's but it is it is um, uh, Thrive Her dot com slash purpose. You can get to that course that way. But it it, it is a three week process that we take women through to kind of uncover and discover what they're really meant to do. And when you finish that you'll have so much clarity. And then it becomes a filter. You already know this. I know you're a big purpose person. <laughs> you already know this, right? It becomes the filter for decision-making. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, and I had this experience. I was at our church and we were going through these connect classes when we were first getting involved. And the third week of connect class was purpose. And the guy came in and he wasn't supposed to teach that day. And he said, I'm not supposed to teach today. I'm pinch hitting for somebody else. But let me just say ahead of time, I've got 90 college students at Clemson University that need a mentor. And is anybody interested in that? And I was like, oh my gosh, that's for me. Like, I know that's for me, get lit, sign me up. Like I knew it in my gut, like in five seconds, it wasn't even a question. So I think that makes purpose so powerful when we know what's for us, but we also know what's not for us. And when we lead with our strengths so that we show up in the best way of what we've been given to
0: share with the world. I'm so passionate about that. Yes, yes, I love that. And when I tell you just on the sidebar here, when I tell you that the first time when you and I talked, you know, I was like, She is my this my this is my person right here. (laughs) I was like, you don't meet people. I'm like a kindred like soul spirit because when you were just talking about that, I was like, oh my god, like string finders is love it, love it, love it. Like it is the it is so important for women, you know, and people just in general. Like Mm -hmm. inside of if you are working for someone every day, like I as a manager always. Give my people strength finders because I'm like in a world where we always focus on the things that are wrong with us and the things that we can't do. Why don't we focus on the things that bring that are, like you Mm -hmm. said, our superpowers and that we bring to that table and to that organization? Because without you and those five things that you're really, really strong in, I mean, there would be a gap. So,
1: well, and you have to be, you have to have a curiosity about your own self-awareness about things. And I I took another one recently. I was listening to Andy Stanley's podcast and he had one Patrick Leon Sini on talking about the working genius zones, six zones of genius at work. Two mm-hmm. of them are become your kind of working genius zone. Two of them are your competency area. Two of them are th- things you should not be doing frequently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I took that last week and one of my, one of my working genius zones is galvanizing people, like getting people rallied around a cause, mm-hmm. moving all forward in the right direction. Well, that used to fatigue me after I've done it a lot of times and you're trying to, Always take the hill with somebody all the time, and then I thought, mm-hmm. no, that is really what I'm gifted to do—like get people activated to mm-hmm. take the hill together. Yes. And um, and so I've had a chance and opportunity to do that with some clients recently, and I've approached it very differently because I know that's my strength. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think awareness and curiosity about yes. that is just really yeah. important.
0: Yeah, that is. so. Uh, yeah, I love I love that. And when you were talking about that, I just did a talk here recently um, called Lead Hership Define. And it was all about how women can find their own brand magic and how they can, you know, how you can find it how you activate it, you know? And so it was just like, you were talking and I was just like, oh my God, is she in my
1: head? And you know, like, I think women, I mean, the women I coach feel like this a lot of times too. They don't, well, and I think this is human nature. We don't see what we offer as being special because for us, it's so easy. And when it's easy, we're in this culture where everything has to be hard to be meaningful. And Mm -hmm. when you're in the flow and it's so easy, there's just a joy about it that and yeah. such a I was talking to a client yesterday and he said he said every time I've looked at myself and I've been successful I've thought to myself well isn't that the way it's supposed to be and I'm like people don't have the strengths you have no this is not how it's supposed to be <laughs> right? um, so I just think yeah. it's I, think, I just think it's so important to mm-hmm. be aware of and tap into and appreciate what we have to offer the world for sure yes. Yes,
0: definitely. Um, and then the other thing you talked about was um, the different types of action. Um, you know, I, I just definitely think, you know, a lot of times people feel, you know, when we when we create a business, um, you know, if I build it, they will come. Yeah. Yeah, they're just going to come because it's me. It's my business. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't happen like that. I mean, you know, that's like a once in a lifetime thing where you just have something that's so amazing and an offering that people want to come to. But, you know, I think that, like you said, that action and, and, you know, sort of like we were just talking about before we um started, you know, like, yeah, you've got to test things. I mean, like I, Am always just trying something and seeing.
1: (laughs) Here's the thing like I I find and I and I'm guilty of this too right I sometimes will want to research things to death and (laughs) and wait till they're perfect and you know you're in non-serving mode when it's all about your perfection or your um, you're getting it absolutely perfect and right before you'll put it out into the world. You know, you're not in serving mode. So so I have to catch myself all the time because I want to take <laughs> like a sentence and scrub it for two weeks before I put it down in the world. It's like, nobody even cares about my sentence and I'll work all the time on it, you know? Yes. And, um, and so I have to be careful. So I look at passive action as, as doing things and it's going to maybe sound weird to your w- listeners, but I, I think a passive action is like, reading books, or taking courses until you get it, feel like you've got it just right, or researching something to death, or wanting to talk to 100 people and get everybody's validation before you mm-hmm. get started to make sure you feel like you're on the right course. Yes. Um, and those are the things that are really passive. When you do massive action, this means I'm actually, I mean, we, we believe in passport, that the, the math of business is really the number of offers you make minus mm-hmm. the number of no's equals the number of yeses. And unless you're making offers to people, offers to help them, an offer for a call to action, an offer for a freebie, an offer to join your webinar, an offer to join your program, an offer to sign up for Glow Getter University, unless you're making offers, this is the massive action because this risks Somebody saying no to you. This is massive action. This has risk associated with it. And we tend to shrink and want and I and you can tell you're doing it because you'll tend to want to shrink and be like, oh, let me go back to my to-do list where I'm gonna check that off the list today. I'm gonna edit my homepage and, and make that one tweak on the thing. Nobody cares and nobody's looking nope. at it.
0: They don't.
1: You have to be talking to people, making offers, putting yourself out in the world, figuring out like that offer doesn't work or that time frame doesn't work or that dollar amount doesn't seem to resonate with people. But when I make enough offers, that's how I fine tune things. That's how I get things happening in my business faster than ever is by testing everything um, and Mm -hmm. taking back the feedback and data to make small adjustments until you know that's what people really want
0: yeah yeah for sure i mean i, I always say it's analysis paralysis <laughs> and it is. i mean are you gonna do it or not like and you know i don't let's not keep talking about it you know there are people that will just keep talking about things and then you know oh well i have this idea and i want to do this but then i really have to do all these things i gotta research i gotta get you know the samples I got to do this right. and meanwhile somebody else is out there so do the it. same thing like they're just doing well, it
1: And it's like, it's almost like falling in love, right? I mean, if you you haven't found the love of your life yet, but you Mm -hmm. never date anyone because you're afraid to risk it and put yourself out there, Mm -hmm. you'll never find the love of your life. You have to risk rejection and people saying you're not my person to be able to find your person. That's yeah. the only way to find them. So yeah. I it's very similar to that. And yeah. I'm I'm struggling with this right now with a piece of my business. And I'm like, why am I doing this? Because the real fulfillment mm-hmm. for me, and you and I know you feel this way too, is is the connection with another human and making a, an opportunity to just give them one small shift or one small yes. way of thinking today that really puts them on a different path of projection. And, and I'm I'm denying people that when I'm in my perfectionism and in my research to death and in all of the things. So, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yes. Yes. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's so important. So everyone out there listening, you know, just take that first step. Just I mean, all, I look at it like this is all someone can do is tell me no. That's right. And guess what? I'm not going to pass out. I'm not going to like, you know, I will carry on. It just means that this wasn't the opportunity. They weren't the person, like you said, they weren't the person for me. So,
1: and the more more you get like, no is normal, because I think if I make a hundred offers, 10 people are going to say yes, Mm -hmm. which means 90 people said no. And I could call that a failure, but in any marketing campaign, and you know, Kyra, cause you do marketing, like any marketing campaign, a 10% conversion is a, Heck of a conversion. Right. I'll take it. (laughs) I'll take it because I'll take one percent sometimes. Right. Or I might. Three percent. I'm doing amazing. Five percent. I'm killing it. I get 10 people out of 100 to say yes. But we forget 90 of those people said no. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you have to be willing to risk the no to get to the best yeses. Yes. And and I'm preaching I, it to myself today.
0: I'm preaching it to myself. That's what <laughs> I'm doing right now. But we're all out here going to receive it. We're <laughs> going to receive it too. We're going to receive it too. We're going to receive it. I mean, because we do all do that. But like, you know, I I think one thing when you are like an entrepreneur and you work an everyday job like me, it is so um, much easier to take those risks mm-hmm. in your business yeah. because, you, because you are the boss. You are your boss. Yeah. you get to tell yourself what to do you get to make the decisions yeah. and you know for me I'm like guess what I mean if this person says no I mean I know that it is not God's will for me mm. so you know my for me it, it is all about you know it's about purpose and meeting and God bringing the right people in my path so when somebody that I was excited about is like no not right now then I just say oh, okay cool like that just wasn't this, it wasn't in the path for Kyra. <laughs> well, and the other thing is
1: we, I, th- I think we tend to make it super complicated to make offers to people, but an offer sounds like, hi Kyra, you know, let me tell you about my program. Are you interested or do you know any women that are interested? And let me just tell you, the women that join our program are like you. They're special, they're amazing, they're positive, they're faith-filled, they're purpose-driven. If you know any women like that, can you send them my way? I mean, people are happy to do it, but I, I used to find I was a technical recruiter for 25 years and, and people would come into my office and they'd say, Trisha, please help me find a job. And I'd say, okay, what are you looking for? And they'd say, well could you help me figure out what I'm looking for? And I was like, okay, that's going to be an hour conversation. Then you have to come back and we have to do another hour on like, how do I know how to connect you with people? Mm -hmm. And so if you are clear about what is a good fit for you or not a good fit for you, and you let people know what's a good fit, they'll people will come to their mind and you got to trust that you tell enough people about that. People are always going to be coming into your orbit if you just are
0: willing to share it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. That is so true. It is. And there is just something like even just from the early you were going through the MBA and there is just something about, you know, to anyone out there, if you are just, you know, an entrepreneur or just a career, a professional, um, you know, in any line of work, there's just something about knowing who you are and what you bring to the table. That's right. Because, When you know those things and you embrace those things, there is nothing, (laughs) nothing can stop you because, you know, I I, it, I think about like just being younger and, you know, not being too sure of like what was the magic that I had, you know, or 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 sometimes um, the magic that you possess being seen as something, you know, in corporate spaces is like, eh, I mean, that's not really no. like an acceptable strength here. You know, but when you embrace like, no, I'm like, no. A part of my superpower is, like you said, it's building other women up. It's sharing what I know and trying to help other women feel, you know, like amazing about what, who they are, what they bring to the table. You know, yeah. their purpose and driving them forward in that. Um, so it is once you get to that place, it's like, oh, there's no stopping me now. <laughs> I, well, and just think about like how many
1: marketers are in the world. I sat at a, I sat at a, I was back in Atlanta this last week and um, and all of my thrivers got together for a dinner. It was the first time I've had dinner with girlfriends in oh, like nice. you know, 15 weeks, 15 months or whatever it's been. And I was sitting down at one end of the table with marketers. Like I think this is a good example for your audience, right? I was sitting with marketers. And I was going around the room and, and I said, what do you do, Hillary? I mean, you know, what what is your job today and your, your day job? She goes, oh, marketing. And I was like, Lisa, what do you do? Oh, I do marketing. And Autumn, what do you do? I do marketing. And then I said, okay, guys, you all do marketing. Mm-hmm. What is the one thing that differentiates you in what you do? And Hillary's like, oh, I do pro- product marketing. That's my sweet spot. Lisa was like, I love storytelling. Autumn's like, I love core messaging in a business. So even... That gives everybody some differentiation to start with. And then we could go round and round about what makes people different. But you have to realize, like, sometimes if you're a really good messenger, messaging person in marketing, you think that everybody finds that easy. It's so hard to get your message. (laughs) It's so hard. Right. If you find somebody who really can do that for you, you're like, oh, this is what makes somebody really unique and special. And so... I think it's just a matter of like, do we are we aware of ourselves and how do we become more aware and how do we own it and take pride in it and share it with other people so they know where we are best fit and able to help them the most?
0: Yes, yes, I agree. That's awesome. Love that. Okay, so (laughs) let's talk about how you teach women to launch and grow their businesses um, with ease. Oh, I love the with ease part. Okay. So, so let me tell you what I've
1: found and now coached 5,000 women. And here's what I found is that we tend to really overcomplicate things and we tend to really think we need to take all the steps at the same time. And so (laughs) what we really do at Thrive Her and it specifically in our passport program is we provide women with really three things. We give them more direction. And I always say like finding your true north in terms of your direction is all about finding your purpose first. We think everything starts there. And then we give them more action. So we give them these um, proven frameworks and best practices about how to do simple beginner steps in their business so that they can feel the momentum and success as much as possible. And the last is that we really give them more collaboration. So So we have such a seasoned group of professional women who come from 20 years background in accounting, 20 years background in professional services, 20 years background in marketing, 20 years background in project management, who all help plus each other up in so many different ways. So we really... We really help people in our Thrive Her Passport program do this. We provide them with the content to get started a little bit at a time, not to eat the entire frog at once, but where they start, the exact steps to start. And then the second thing we do is we really do weekly coaching with them to get them unstuck because so many times they are like, yes, I know exactly what I'm doing. Yes, I'm ready. And they hang out the phone. And they're like, wait, am I ready? Is this the right step? Should I be thinking about this again? Let me see what everybody else is doing. And the third thing is we've just got a community of women that like, when I got together with them this week, it was pouring down raining. There was actually tornadoes in Atlanta this week. Every single person showed up for dinner because they care Deeply about each other, and to me, if you don't have a community, you have a commodity. And so, we love the community we build. We think it's a secret sauce to making women successful. So, I know you're all about that too in yeah. your Go mm-hmm. University. The power of the of the collective of women and the talent and the way women look at things and the different perspectives. Really adds so much richness. And for somebody who's never been through a group coaching program and thinks, oh my gosh, I only have to have a one on one coach. Unless you've been through a group coaching program and you know, I learn every time everybody gets coached every single week, I learn something like, oh my gosh, I was struggling with that. Or I can actually offer mm-hmm. something to Cairo because I've already been through that and I know that I know what that looks like now and I can help somebody yes. else. So um, it's just a beautiful, beautiful mix.
0: Yes. Sure. Yeah. No, that sounds awesome. I do. I agree with you. Um, I've done some group coaching programs and I think, um, it, it was just so interesting, you know, because there were things that I could pick up from other people. There were things that I was able to pour into other women in, in the discussions. And it's just awesome because we we all go through similar things at different times. And when you're able to, like, be transparent and share your honest truth with someone about what you've gone through, um, it, it, just, it, it just it's just it's just pretty amazing. Um, well, we yeah. I think.
1: We had one a couple of weeks ago. This kind of this. Uh, we have a, a bunch of founding members that are pretty amazing. They've been there for almost a year now, and one of our founding members um, finally quit her job. So you your your people are going to be relate to this. I know so much. <laughs> finally quit her job. She got furloughed during the layoff. Finally quit her job. And had been working on getting ready to launch her very first offer. So we were working on creating your very first offer with the branding and all of the things that all of this was like coming together. Uh-huh. And she had a moment where she was like, I don't think this is going to work. I just, I just don't think it's going to work. Goes and interviews for a job, gets an offer for a job. Uh-huh. <laughs> and this happens, this happens to almost all of our women. Gets an offer for a job and comes to the call that day and was like, okay, guys, I need your advice. I just got an offer for a job. And She's in tears and she's like, I love this. I know I can be successful. And then I hang up the phone from this call and I doubt myself and I doubt my strengths and I doubt my things. Well, there were four other women on the call that that had happened to them and they had to turn down, you know, some of them multi six figure jobs to be able to continue pursuing their business. And so so many people had been there before and seeing and being able to help each other. So I didn't even coach, I wouldn't even coach her. Everybody in the group coached her like, <laughs> Hey, how does it make you feel when you think about going to that job? And she's like, not good, but the paycheck looks great. And they're like, okay, could you see yourself six months from now in still enjoying what you're doing at that job? No. How much could you work in your business? If you took that job, I can't, you know? And so all of the questions that led her to, okay, I turned down the job today. You know, she posted in the Facebook group later. <laughs> I turned down the job today. But the value is not just in me coaching the women. Right. The value is in the women coaching the women and yeah. really helping them to see like, hey, this this is normal. What, the way you feel is normal. I felt like that. You're not the only one. I promise you're going to get past that. Make the best decision for you at this point and then take the
0: next step. Yes. Um,
1: so super important.
0: I love that. Yeah, that's a great story. So um, tell the audience how they can find out more about your programs and talk about some of your coaching um, programs and how they can be a part of the Thrive Her community.
1: Yes. Yeah. So they can go to thrive hercom to check out the website and all the different ways to work with us. But the primary program that we really are 100% invested in um, is our passport program. And so if you are a, emerging entrepreneur. You are a great fit. We will teach you what we call the Thriver 5, the top five things that you need to know to get your business off the ground and ready for takeoff. And then I will say this, that the results have been amazing for that. So we've had, you know, one of our members has signed a multi six-figure consulting assignment within 90 days. We had another lady who launched... Very first launch ever, welcomed 11 new members $7,000 into the program and we had one of my star students who I would call her an underdog when she first started, I did not know how she was going to kind of evolve and turn out mm-hmm. has made more money in the last six months than she's made in the last six years, in the last five years of owning her business. So wow. one of the things I would say that about this is, is that my, my superpower is making money. I know how to make money. Mm-hmm. I know how to teach people how to make money. So if women are really struggling with consistent revenue and cash flow, mm-hmm. um, we will be able to have you up and running in 90 days or less making money. And so if you are worried about, and our program is only $197 a month. Um, and so if anybody's ever hired a coach, you know, what a great bargain that is because I've, I've paid a ton more money that I still pay a ton more money that for coaching myself. So, um, but it's just a fantastic community. We'd love to have you join it. And they can find that at thrive-her.com slash ready for takeoff. That's the URL they'll be able to find more information about. Awesome.
0: Fantastic. Well, this has been a great conversation and a lot of knowledge, people. Like all the advice that you've it. given um, has just been amazing.
1: Um, and I don't know.
0: I mean, I don't know about you all out there listening. And those of you who um, are watching us, I mean, I'm fired up. I get fired <laughs> up every time I talk to Trisha. I get fired up. I get ideas to get like, I'm like, Yep right <laughs> i remember that note um so it is definitely you can definitely see that she's operating in her purpose yeah and no, no it, doubt, it, doubt yeah, about it yeah it definitely no it. definitely shines through like like so bright and um man i love it i love Good. it I love thanks it. compliment thank you i received that for sure <laughs> Well, awesome. Well, now everyone, we're going to move into one of my favorite parts of the show, five things, five things with Trisha. So we dig just a little bit deeper into who Trisha is, what motivates her um, mm-hmm. daily. So first question is, I like to ask, how do you start the day?
1: Same way every morning. I start with a cup of coffee with my husband and a little time connecting with him in the morning. And then straight to this chaise lounge in my bedroom, open up my Bible, Bible recap, prayer time, self-coaching, and then I'm ready to go to the shower every day. Same way every day.
0: Awesome. Love that. What is one goal that you have set for yourself? So business or uh, professional or personal for 2021?
1: I'd love to make a million dollars with ease in 2021. I think it's 100% possible. That'll be my I'll be about two and a half years into my business. And, um, and I, I, I opened my financials the other day and hit, hit 500 K in Q1. And so I know
0: that is 100% possible. It is. Yes. Yes. You're going to be, you're going to get that goal with ease. (laughs) With ease. (laughs) Um, what's, um, your favorite way to do one thing, um, for your own personal self care?
1: I think I just got done doing it in Atlanta. So I go to Atlanta once a month and I do three things. I get a haircut, uh-huh. I get I get my nails done uh-huh. and I eat sushi. And I swear that is like the holy grail of renewal for me every single month.
0: Yes, I love that. But that's important, you know, yes. you gotta identify those things. And especially now that, you know, we are, we look to be moving back to being able to do some of the things that we nice. you know, weren't doing. Um, we can get back to some of those self-care things like not having to do your own nails at home. Yes, yes. Or your own hair color at home, God forbid. God yes. forbid. Or your eyebrows, because yes. you they still look a mess, but a yes. Big... <laughs> yes, All of the things, all of the things. Yes. Um, what well,
1: motivates Trisha? I think service of others and seeing others be successful is to me the most fulfilling thing possible and then to know you can actually make money and a living doing that is just like icing on the cake awesome and last how do you end the day I am. OK, so self-confession, I I Jeff and I sit down to watch TV probably about 830 or nine o'clock every night. And usually I am sound asleep in 15 minutes. So I usually start <laughs> I usually start something that then we have to watch the second 30 minutes of every single night because I've never finished what we started in the first <laughs> place. So I think most of the time just sound asleep on the couch. And my husband has this little self-care routine he does with me, He takes out, he he will rub my feet every night at the end of the day. And as, and I swear he can start and I am out in five minutes. So <laughs> That's how we end the day at the Dempsey's around here. I would say the second, second thing we do, and, and this is, we're now getting into the summer months is. We'll take a boat ride almost every single night. And that's a oh, nice. that's a beautiful way to end the day for sure. Yes, that is.
0: And you know what? You've been working hard all day. You deserve to go to sleep when you go to sleep. And that's, that's right. And uh, your body tells
1: you. Your body oh, tells yeah. one, one of the things when we moved here to sunset and, and I call us semi retired, we know we we decided we're never gonna set an alarm ever, ever, ever in mm-hmm. the morning. That's one of our rules here. And so we let our body tell us when to wake up and when to go to sleep every single yeah. night.
0: And that makes so, yeah, that makes so much sense. And that's very nice. I mean, I'm right there with you with the nap. Like I take a nap at night. So, like, i oh, will, that's interesting. <laughs> yes, I take like a 15 minute nap and then I wake up and I'm like ready to go again. And, to like, go. My husband's always like, Why don't you just go to bed? And I'm like, Because I'm not ready to go to bed. Yeah. Like, I just need to close my eyes for like 15 minutes. Once I do that, I'm going to be ready to go. Sir. <laughs> so interesting. That's so <laughs> yes.
1: I've, I've heard of people taking naps in the middle of the day, but never at night. I think that's so interesting because yeah. you kind of need it. I, I get done eating dinner and I'm ready for just a little late down in a little
0: yeah. quiet time yeah, just like you know just like i just get on the sofa and, and you know once he sees me go back and <laughs> once he sees me lie down and then and then the pup jumps up on me i'm like just need 15. Just yes. don't talk to me, 15. I love Wait, that. and i'm like if i sleep longer than 15 wake me up like wake I me love up that. well you know
1: like the i named i named my business thrive her after ariana huffington's book thrive and you know she's a big proponent of naps and so she's installed the nap pods in all of her offices mm-hmm. and people to, and she encourages naps in the middle of the day. Nobody took them for the first, you know, a couple of years
0: she had the pods and then
1: people <laughs> started seeing, okay, it's okay. If Kyra goes to take a nap, I'm going to be able to go
0: take a nap. So I think right. that's healthy. Yes, yes. I do find it's harder for me to nap during the day, but I have an appreciation for like a 15 minute nap during the day. Like it doesn't need to be long. That's why when people are like, you don't, you don't take naps. I'm like, I take short naps because I don't want to ruin the rest of the day. Like I don't need to sleep for three hours and then, you know, half the day is gone or whatever. I just need 15 minutes that I can get back up, start doing what I was doing. Finish all things. I do not have nap
1: hair. Like I don't wake up looking cute from a nap i have crazy
0: nap hair oh yeah me too i got crazy i got crazy nap hair i got crazy oily skin yeah. it's just like who are you what what happened i know i don't have the luxury of that at all so yeah, yeah. i'm like all that on tv where people are like waking up and they're like oh. I am all fresh oh. that is not me
1: i don't oh. have beach hair nap hair i don't have wind hair i don't have any of that it was not pretty. It was not pretty. There, my, my brothers nicknamed me when I was little all about the way I wake up with my hair looking crazy. So. <laughs> That's called
0: like it. Well, Trisha, thank you again for joining me today. Um, I am just so thrilled. Like, this was so great. Um, you are always welcome to come back. And well, tell us. <laughs> I was gonna
1: say, if you don't mind me speaking a word into you, because this is what I this is what I will tell you. I talk to a lot of women and I talk to a lot of people who really have dreams and aspirations to run business, but there's something really special about you. And you are, I know at the beginning of your journey. But I will tell you, there is a polish and an air about you that really will attract people to you. And so um, starting out at the very beginning, it can be lonely and it can be frustrating and it can be hard and it never moves fast as we want it to. But I'm going to tell you, five years from now, I'm going to have to beg to get back on this podcast. So I (laughs) I can't wait to to be there. And I just want to speak encouragement and life into you, too, because I I see it.
0: I see you have the thing. You have the thing. Thank you. I receive all of that. (laughs) Receive it, receive it, receive it. (laughs) Awesome. No, well, you always have a place here because you have um, poured into me just even from our first conversation. And I left that conversation fired up. And I was just like, wow. Like, I was like, she got me. Like, yeah, she got me.
1: She, totally. she yeah, yeah. Totally. You know when you meet somebody like that, and there's that connection it's something really special. But it, but I know your listeners already know that because they're listening to you now. But for people who don't know you, and they're going to listen to this episode a year from now, two years from now, I want them to know that you, you just really have got something special. So I can't wait to see what you do in the world, my friend.
0: Thank you. Well, everyone. Thank you again to Trisha. Please go and visit her website. Check her out. I will also put her website links in the show notes so that you can get to them easy on uh, the audio and YouTube um, form. So Trisha, thank you again. And everyone stay tuned. I'll be right back. welcome back to the globe girl podcast i'm kyra thanks again today um, to trisha for joining and the wonderful discussion i just love trisha if you want to learn more about trisha and her programs you can visit her website at thrive-her.com you can also check the show notes and the links will be there as well If you want to follow Glow Up Girl, be sure to head over to our website at glowupgirl.com and you can find all of our social links. If you want to watch this episode, you can head over to YouTube and you can watch us. Before I go, as always, I'd like to leave you with a little Glowspiration. Today's quote comes from E.E. Cummings. It takes courage to grow up and become who you really are. Until next time, stay focused, fab, and glow up. Take care, everyone, and thanks for listening.